0: Hello and welcome. You're listening to the 1% Christian, the daily Bible study where we get together for 1% of our day. We study God's Word and then we head out to the remaining 99% to do something amazing with this life that he's given us. I am Pastor J.D. Ambrosio, Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. Check us out at SOH.church download our Sound of Heaven app. Uh, You can find it in any of your app stores. Just type in Sound of Heaven. Won't be hard to find. And if you're listening anywhere where you get your podcasts, leave a like, share, subscribe, turn on your notifications. We don't want you to miss anything. As we go through the Gospel of Matthew, we are in Matthew chapter 5. I was going to roll us through the end here, but I think I'm going to stop with this particular teaching uh, because it is important. Jesus is seemingly shifting gears uh, to different topics, but what it really wraps uh, around is one, uh, how to operate in the kingdom of God, how to maximize your life and walk in the fullness of God, especially in. Relation to the new covenant that we live in, which is in Christ. Um, but uh, two, Jesus is wanting you to be victorious in every area. And to do that, it's not so much about the external circumstances. It's not even so much about the day to day actions of our lives, although those are very, very important. What Jesus is really dealing with in regards to the crowds that surround him here and with me and with you are situations of the heart. Remember, he starts off with situations and blessings, right? Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. The hope that we have, the promises that we have in the kingdom of God, knowing that he can fulfill all things in our life. And then he addressed the who we are, right? We are the salt of the earth. We're meant to make an impact here. We're meant to enhance this world that we're in, not just exist in it. That we're the light of the world, just like he's the light of the world, that we can bring light to dark places. And I hope that that's something that you've been more conscious of going forward. When we walk into a place, there's a lot of darkness in the world, but you know what? The light that shines inside of you is a lot brighter. And when you bring light to a place, the darkness flees, right? So bring light today. Uh, And then he addresses the law itself, their whole teaching, everything that they based their life on. And he said, I didn't come to change all that, but I did come to fulfill it. I did come to clarify some things because they had some misinterpretations going on. And that's where he starts. And we've been in the last few days he approaches murder and, and talks about that, which we can all agree on, but he was saying that even being angry, overly angry, insulting one another, these are all things that equate to and ultimately lead to, uh, you know, murder. And really, and yesterday, he talked about what adultery. we went through that, right? You don't commit adultery. Pretty simple. But he says, anybody that looks on the opposite sex with lust in their heart. Anybody who looks at someone with lust in their heart has committed adultery in their heart. What does this all come back to? It comes back to our heart and our mind being a battlefield that we have to win. That maybe on our own we can't win, but with God all things are possible. And that's the beauty of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. What we're coming up to at the time of this uh, taping, so to speak, is this Sunday is actually Pentecost Sunday. And Pentecost Sunday represents the moment that Jesus fulfilled the promise that He would send the helper, that He would send the our guide, He would send the comforter. And that is the Holy Spirit. So as Jesus walked around as a fleshly vessel with God's spirit inside of them, you and I enjoy that same very thing. So if you're going to church this Sunday, whether or not it's talked about, You know, think about what we celebrate or what we reflect on during this time. And that is the fact that God gave us his Holy Spirit. So where we are today is also a point where Jesus is going to say, so you have heard. So something that he is correcting in that time. So let's just jump right into this here. Matthew 5, 33 through 36 today. And then when we get together in a couple of days, we're going to close out Matthew chapter 5. I didn't want to skip past this because it's important. It says, again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago. Right, Jesus is saying, I know it's been uh, generations that you've been taught this, but I'm about to change some things here. He says, do not break your oath, but to fulfill the Lord's. to to fulfill to the Lord, the vows that you have made. And here's the, but, but I tell you verse 34, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven for it is God's throne or by earth for it is his footstool or by Jerusalem for it is the city of the great King to explain what's going on here right it's always been a commandment not to take the lord's name in vain and we think that that means you know throwing out a gd out there or uh, which don't do that uh but that's not necessarily what it is it's it's really misrepresenting the name of the lord and what the pharisees and the sadducees and really all the chief priests of that time they they created a culture where if you wanted to go ahead and Uh, and and to show that you meant something. Oh, just do an oath by something. Do an oath by your children. Do an oath by, I swear by Jerusalem. I swear to God. I swear to this. We still do this kind of stuff today. But Jesus is saying, don't make oaths like that. And he's saying exactly this. He goes, don't swear to God or by heaven. That's God's throne. Or by the earth. It's his footstool. It's his creation. Neither you nor I created any of these things, yet you can swear to it. And really what this boils down to is another heart issue. At the heart, humanity is very, very flawed. So when we swear to God or we swear, I put my hand, you know, we do it, put my hand on the Bible, swear by the Bible. Well, there's an issue there is that we don't have control over those things and God has given the, the all the things around us to us so that we could be good stewards of those things but it's almost like imagine somebody lent you something incredible and then you went to Vegas and you put it in, you said all right i'm going to put uh, uh i'm going to put all this stuff on 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 red on at the roulette table you really don't have a right to do that because everything that we have even including i Our own lives, right? God created us for a specific purpose. And yes, we have the freedom to operate in our own lives, and we have the freedom of choice, but ultimately, we are not our own. We're His, especially those of us who claim Christ, because He paid a price for us to not only be victorious in this life, but in the next. He gives us eternal life. So if we swear by our lives, there's the lives of someone else. So we swear by uh, anything else. We do so, you know, making an oath on something that we didn't create. But also if we have to do that, it makes our word weak. Makes our word weak. Imagine if we could just take what each other says at face value. Our words are so powerful. Our promises, right? It says that your word is your bond. What you say, you should do. And we all appreciate someone that speaks their mind, that when they say they will do something, they do it. And when they say they won't do something, they don't do it. You know that if it comes out of their mouth, that that's what's going to be done. And we should all strive for that. And sometimes we don't do that. Why? Because we're afraid of hurting other people. We say, well, maybe. And God wants us to stop being indecisive in our lives because it makes us feel weak. And essentially, it does weaken our position on this world, in this world. Because people look to you for strength, people look to you to know what's going on. They want to be able to trust your word. Verse thirty-six, and don't swear by your own head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. That's true. If if you know, I would say if it were up to me, I'd have a full head of hair. But I've really shaved my head for uh, forever. I've never really been to, uh, to hung up on, on hair. Now my kids, you know, say they, they, they ask my youngest daughter, they say, they say, what, what's daddy's hair like? And she says, what happened to daddy's hair? Anyway, I digress, but we shouldn't even be swearing on our own head because honestly, there's so much where we can't even control that we can't even control And God doesn't want to make a liar out of you. Why? Because you're a representative of him in this world. And that's why this last part is where we're going to dwell on for the next just couple minutes. Verse 37. And if you take anything into these next couple days, I want you to just keep this in mind. Jesus says, all you need to say is simply yes or no. Yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. The evil one, what are we talking about? We're talking about, you know, the the adversary of our life. You can call, you say Satan, you can say the devil. Really, when we are unsure of the ground below us, if we're unsure of the things that people say, it creates confusion, it creates strife. But Jesus is saying, just let your yes be yes, and your no be no. And for so many of us, it's hard to say no. Me included. I I just, yeah, sure, I could do that. Yeah, sure, I could do that. But without careful thought, you're setting yourself up for failure. And when we say yes and it ends up being a no, we lose credibility with everyone around us. And we're meant to be good representatives. And again, there is nothing wrong with saying no. Say, no, I can't do that. Or, no, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe in this. I don't want to partake in this. So you, to take a hard stand. And what may be difficult in the moment, because you feel like you let somebody down, what you're doing is you're setting a standard for your life where people can trust the words that come out of your mouth. So let your yes be yes and let your no be no. So somebody knows that when they come to you, when they want advice, when they want to ask something of you, that they're not going to be disappointed. That you're going to have boundaries. One thing that I learned as a parent, right? They don't kids don't like the word no. None of us like the word no, really. But when there are clear boundaries, this life that can be very unpredictable suddenly becomes more predictable. We can trust the word around us. And that's why it's so important, the world around us. What I was about to say is that same with God's word. When you, we get in there and we read God's word in its proper context and we begin to understand the nature of God and understand the things that he wants us to do and the things that he doesn't want us to do. When we begin to understand who he is, what he represents in our life, What is available to us and what is not? What is something that would cause destruction in life? When we begin to make those distinctions, we can live a little more at peace. Knowing that the decisions that we make are set on a firm foundation. God doesn't change his mind. He's not like you and I who can be prone to speak untruth. Everything that God says, he does. He doesn't leave anything up to chance. His ways are not our ways, but in many ways, he is a predictable God. That if we would love him with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind, that he is faithful to operate in and through our lives. And even when we don't recognize him, we know that he's working through those situations. Remember, there's different seasons of life, but he is in all of them and he's with us and he's tried and true. So my challenge to you as we go into this next couple days is that you would allow your yes to be yes and your no to be no. That you would set aside the fear of disappointing And you would just take a hard stand in certain areas. And I promise you, the world around you will appreciate you for that. And even if they don't, this is what God wants for us because He wants His children to take heed to the words that we speak so that we can be a source of stability and strength in this world. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, first of all, we thank you that your word is strong, that your word is true, and that your word can be trusted. For each and every one of us, let us have that same strength that when we speak, when we say yes, we mean it. When we say no, we mean it. And for that, we gain credibility with the world around us because we know if we have credibility with the world around us, when we begin to share other things like the glory of your majesty like your love that the world will take us more seriously and help us to navigate the times where it is difficult to say no it's difficult to take a hard stand but we know by doing that we are replicating you in Jesus mighty name Amen. I am Pastor J.D. Ambrosio with Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. Check us out, SOH.Church. You're listening to the 1% Christian, where 100 starts with 1. I love you guys. Have an awesome, awesome day.